0: Welcome to this third podcast in our fall series, Finding God in All Things. And today, we welcome as our guest, one of our members here at First Baptist, June Vetter. Hi, June, and welcome.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Good to have you with us. Good to have you with us today. Uh, Brian is usually with us uh, on this podcast, but uh, he had a last-minute commitment and will not be able to join us uh, today, but again, it, it's great having you here, um, June. Uh, each week, we start off uh, with a fun kind of question uh, called uh, "What's your favorite?" In our first podcast, Brian and I talked about our favorite fast food places in the community, and then on the second podcast, uh, we turned to food again and talked about our favorite candy bar. But today is is, is a little different. Here's what uh our uh what's your favorite question is for this podcast so so June uh what is your favorite feel good movie to watch your favorite feel good movie to watch
1: well i've been thinking about this and the one that comes to mind is castaway
0: castaway yeah with
1: tom hanks with well, tom
0: hanks yeah great and... movie
1: it's a great movie, and it has funny places in it. Mm-hmm. I love it when he finds the basketball uh-huh. Wilson, and Wilson becomes his uh, his buddy. Right. But then you see all the, the decisions he has to make, and um, so there's a little bit of everything in that movie. So, yeah. Um, I really like it. I was thinking of the scene where... Wilson is being dragged out into the ocean at Uh the very end and and his Wilson, Wilson calling. Yeah. So it's a good movie.
0: That's a great movie. Tom Hanks is a a great uh, actor. I like so many things that that he's been in. Um, My favorite feel-good movie, my my favorite go-to movie for a feel-good movie is uh, probably My Big Fat Greek Wedding.
1: Oh yes, I love
0: it that I, too. I, I love that movie. Um, it's uh, it's got a great storyline, and uh, um, uh, we uh, Bev and I used to enjoy watching it with our kids. And the, and there's some lines in it that that I've watched it so many times. I just know kind of what's 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 coming up. One of my one of my favorite scenes in it is you know the the, um, the my big fat Greek wedding is about a, a Greek family, uh, the the yes. the father and um, and. Mother own a a Greek restaurant, and their, uh, their their family immigrated, uh, from Greece during a very troubling time, and just one of those, uh, American success stories that that so many immigrants can tell about coming here, uh. But there's a lot of humor in it, and they have a daughter Tula, and she's not married, and they want her to get married, and and they just assume she'll get married to someone who's Greek, but she meets, uh, this this guy who's who's not Greek. And he comes to, I think it was their, uh, their Easter celebration, you know, in the Greek Orthodox Church, Easter, uh, the breaking the, kind of the Easter, the Lenten fast yes. uh, is a big celebration. And so he was there, and she informs the family that, that Ian, this guy that she's, she's going to marry, uh, who's not Greek, uh, was also a vegetarian. Oh. And the whole family, every, everything just stops <laughs> And her aunt looks at him and she says, "That's okay. Uh, I make you lamb, <laughs> as if lamb was not yes. a meat in Greek culture." I just remember, and and uh, the father spraying the uh, Windex um, if if anybody had a rash or anything like that. It was just just a, just a great, great movie. movie. Those um, those feel good movies help us to um, to take a break, don't they? Take they a break, do. Do. take a break from the, the rush and stress of life, and give us something to. To laugh about, and you know, as David pointed out a couple of weeks ago in his sermon, um, as Christians, we, we need to laugh. Uh, life can be hard and sad, and la- laughter helps, helps cushion that. So maybe uh, we find God uh, not only in laughter, but maybe we also find God in feel good movies uh, from time to time. Um, Gene, in these podcasts, we have talked about um, as we talk about finding God in all things. We've talked about finding God in nature, finding God in the gift of our families, uh, but today we move in a slightly different direction. Um, this has been um, a tough year and a half for everyone, I think, for, yes. for everyone, um, and it's been especially difficult for folks who've experienced the death uh, of a loved one. So today's focus is, um, is finding God in our grief, and June, you experienced... Um, uh, the death of your husband, Bob, after a long battle with cancer mm-hmm. over this past year. So uh, tell us, first of all, ha- how did you meet Bob, and, and how did you come to live um, in the sand hills?
1: I met Bob in a seminar that I was hosting at our church in Boston uh, many years ago, and a friend called and asked if he could attend the seminar and wanted to bring a friend. Well, the friend was Bob, mm-hmm. and um, he was a little bit of a matchmaker as well. Mm-hmm. so He um, brought Bob and we got talking and I learned that Bob's first wife had died. Mm-hmm. Um, very suddenly he had three children and he was putting together a little diary that he wanted for his children. And his pastor asked him, well, what are you do- how are you spending your time? And he told him and he said, I'd like to read that. And said, maybe if you put this in a book form, it would help someone else. And so um, that is what Stan, his his friend that bought him, uh, had in mind. So he said, well, June does a little writing. And so after the seminar was over, and a few weeks later, Bob gave me a call and asked if I would help. Mm-hmm. And a year later, we were married. <laughs> oh,
0: great <laughs> so. story, great story. Right. So he actually... Uh, dealt with the the grief of his wife by by writing these things down to share with his children, that was perhaps yes. one way would you say that mm-hmm. he was dealing with with uh, the grief of losing his wife yeah
1: and his thought was they 've lost their mother, which is one kind of grief mm-hmm. he was He lost his wife right, and so um, he just felt that he could put down all the things that God did during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that surprised him, even to the fact that the the best man in his wedding, who was a missionary in Peru, was driving down Route 128 in Boston. It a, comes a, a, around the area where the sign said Needham. That's where Bob mm-hmm. lived. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Let's." He said to his wife, "Let's um, surprise the vetters. And when he got there, Bob was on the phone. But his um, associate that picked him up mm-hmm. at the airport mm-hmm. answered and told him what had happened. And oh. so he just felt that the Lord had sent them. They He mm-hmm. did not even know that mm-hmm. Ken and his wife were mm-hmm. on a furlough. Mm-hmm. And so there were many different wonderful things that the Lord did to... Mm-hmm. Encourage him and help him dur- during the very st- stressful
0: time. How God, ca- how God cares for us in those and, times we are grieving. And um, we've talked about when you're seeking to find God in all things, how important it is to keep your eyes and your ears open for the little things that someone else right. may not interpret uh-huh. as the presence of God, but mm-hmm. but you will understand, or the 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 other person will understand that this is God working in this situation, to in, in, in Bob's situation, to help him navigate this grief. Yes. Um, so uh, Bob had uh, a long battle with cancer mm-hmm. and uh, was in hospice care at, yes. at home. Right. And um, so uh, th- there's that anticipatory grief when you know that uh, someone is nearing the end of, of their life and you're helping to care for them. There's that mm-hmm. kind of grief. But um, after Bob's death, uh, share, share with us uh, some ways that you found God in your grieving process. It hasn't been, has it been a year? Has it it's been a year yet? It's going
1: to be a year in a couple of weeks. Okay. And um, so naturally, this is a heavy time for me. Right. You know, as I look forward to that. And um, I want to tell you about a situation before Bob died. There were many times when we went to the hospital, Mm -hmm. uh, rushed there, and um, on this particular situation, um, he was having a blood problem, Mm -hmm. he was losing blood, Mm -hmm. and they weren't sure what was going on. We were at the hospital for a long time, and and I used to stay with him, but he said to me, why don't you go home tonight and sleep and come back in the morning? Mm -hmm. And when I went out to the car, The sky, it was dusk, Mm -hmm. but just above the horizon, there was this whole long, I call it a swath of red. Mm -hmm. And I thought, thank you, Lord. He shed his blood for us. Bob had a blood problem, Mm -hmm. and I just felt that that was Mm -hmm. the Lord saying to me in a way, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I I mention that because there were so many different times, um, when the Lord was just there mm-hmm. and in the sky, mm-hmm. in in different ways, and so I I thought of that a lot, and after that after Bob died, um, I tend to be a loner, mm-hmm. <laughs> in in many ways, and it was important for me to be alone. The kids said Mm -hmm. to me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's November, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming, all Mm -hmm. that. What are you going to do? You know, and I said, I think I just want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And so I've spent a lot of time in scripture, in um, Revelation, Mm -hmm. picturing the scenes that are written there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that John saw. Mm-hmm. And I began to realize that um, we live on one plane. Mm-hmm. Those that have gone before us live on another plane, mm-hmm. a plane that we can't really understand until we get there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know we there's all the scriptures that tell us about... Um, going to sleep, Mm -hmm. being asleep Mm -hmm. in the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I do believe we see the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: first. Mm -hmm.
1: And Bob was sort of an an investigator. He loved to, if he was going to make this table, he wanted to know how it was made. And I sometimes, why I got this in my mind of a picture of him standing before one of the gates made of a pearl. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And would he say to the Lord, how did you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And of course, but those kinds of thoughts just relinquished at least for a little while um, the sadness. Yes. Because I would be looking at him in a whole new way. Right. And... I'll tell you, there was a, a situation not not too long ago that I was having a sort of a heavy discussion with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And both of us were a little bit worked up, and um, she was telling me from her standpoint, and I was telling her from mine. And I said, you know, the anniversary of Bob's death is coming very, and I'm wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. And she said, Bob's dead. Hmm. And it struck me like a a knife going through me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no, he's not dead. I didn't say this. I was so shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, He's alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He's with the Lord. Christ is alive. Mm -hmm. And he's alive. He may be asleep. Mm -hmm. But he's alive. And that kind of thought um, has helped me through this process, mm-hmm. through this walk. Mm-hmm. He's not dead, he's alive, and long before that was said to me, um, I was thinking, well, he's gone. He's gone from me, mm-hmm. but he's with the Lord. And so, you know, that and thinking of things like that a swath of red mm-hmm. in the sky, mm-hmm. When my sister died, she was a a person who was very conflicted about is, is there a God is there not a God, mm-hmm. and um, um, but at the end, she wanted prayer, mm-hmm. and the sky when I was coming home from the airport, because she was up in New England, the sky was a gold, and I thought Lord is that you again mm-hmm. you know is that you right because right. Yeah. you know the streets of heaven are faced with Paved with gold, right. and we don't mm-hmm. always know what he's going to do or how he's going to meet us. Bob used to sit on the on the deck, loving the to see the birds and and everything around him. Mm-hmm. And how much more now, if if he's in that
0: place mm-hmm.
1: where he can sort of go around and see things and maybe sing and. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you know, I I think that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think those are all. Great reminders of first of all the the role that faith plays yes. for for us as believers when when we lose someone that that we love when mm-hmm. someone that we love dies and we have those promises from scripture and uh, and we know that there will be difficult days uh, and and sometimes we just want to be by ourselves That's and right. I think sometimes friends well intentioned mm-hmm. friends and family members. They they want to do what they can to help us, and that's encouraging us to 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 get out, to get back involved in life. And you know, I, I have said to people, you need to grieve in whatever you way you need to grieve, and mm-hmm. for how for however long you need to grieve, um, and, and as long as you're you're not hurting yourself or hurting someone else then then i think that's a that's a good thing that yes. if if you want to be by yourself and when you're ready to be with other people then you're ready to be with other people mm-hmm. and um grief i think is different for every single person mm-hmm. people process grief in in different ways and in different time frames and but i i uh, lost my parents uh, my my dad died 6 years ago and then my mother died uh, six months after he did and and I enjoyed envisioning them um peaceful and happy yes. and and you know when when a loved one dies you 'll have folks that that knew them say things like, Oh, can you imagine the reunion going on in heaven right. i mean we we envision life in heaven being in some ways, similar to joyous occasions that we have down here. Mm-hmm. We envision uh, uh, eating together and celebrating together and laughing together and reminiscing together. All of those good, wonderful, positive things. I- I've heard it all my life, pe- people talking uh, in that way about loved ones who, who have died, and I think that's only natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people tell me, have shared with me, you know, sometimes when I go to the grave of my, my spouse or my child or my parent or a sibling, I will talk to them. Yes. And and I think, I think this, I, I do the same thing on those few occasions a year when I go to my parents' grave, I will talk to, to them because there is this sense that because of their faith, and because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, mm-hmm. that um, that my mom and dad, that Bob, that those all of those people that we have loved in our lives who are people of faith, that they're in good hands. Absolutely. And there's nothing there's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. That there is joy and there's peace and there's light and there's goodness and there's celebration. Uh, all of those things. You know, you were talking about um, uh, the, when you were talking about the. Uh, this sort of this, this, this mystery of uh, after someone dies and, and this closeness that you feel. Um, Celtic Christians who are Christians, ancient Christians that came from the, sort of the regions of Scotland and, and, and Ireland um, spoke of something they call thin places, the thin places uh, where where heaven and earth are very close together, yes. when, where you can sense the presence of God in a very strong way. And I, I have heard um, Christians speak of after losing a loved one, there just came these these occasional moments when they they felt a sense of their loved one's presence. I and, felt that. Yeah, and, and, because, and, the, and uh, they sense life. Yes. And so I think heaven is really a lot closer to earth than, than we envision. It's not this, uh, this far off place because God is not this far off being. He is as close to us as our breath. And so, um, I think, uh, for those of us who are believers, Mm -hmm. we, we come to understand, uh, just how much our faith means to us Mm -hmm. and just how real, uh, life, um, this life and life everlasting really is.
1: yeah, and so true.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have pictures everywhere. <laughs> I sure, have pictures yeah. pictures from our wedding. I have pictures with the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. I have they're all around. Yeah. And that that's so meaningful yeah. to me. Yeah. And um I talk to him and often when I leave church on Sunday, I just go by Pine Long,
0: Sure. Talk sure. Talk to him. I think, I think that's great, and I think, it's, I think it's very healthy to do those kinds mm-hmm. of things for people who, who want to do that. And I have heard people who have said to me, you know, um, my loved one, uh, I, I believe that they're with God, so I've really never been back to the cemetery or wherever maybe their ashes were scattered or something mm-hmm. like that, because they're not there. They're with God, and I understand that too. Can I, and I say?
1: Too. Yeah, I know you're not there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm here. But I'm here, <laughs> and I and and want to have a little talk. Me, right? yeah, exactly. You know, exactly.
1: It's
0: really, so. Well, <laughs> Jean, thank you so much for being um, with me today and uh, for sharing. I hope that this conversation for those that listen will will help them as perhaps they process. Mm-hmm. Uh, their own grief, grief comes to us in so many different ways, and loss comes to us in in so many different ways not not just in the death uh, of a person, but sometimes it 's the loss of a marriage or, oh, right. uh, or 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 the loss of a dream. Yes. Um, those kinds of things uh, come to us, and so uh, in all of our losses uh, as we grieve, God can comfort us but I, I recently read this. Um, Uh, which I think does pertain to grief when we lose someone um, that is close to us. It says, "'Grief never ends, but it changes. It's a passage, not a place to stay. Hmm. Grief is not a sign of weakness nor a lack of faith. It is the price of love.'"
1: That's
0: beautiful. That's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Thank you. But again, thank you for being uh, with me today. And um, uh, I will be praying for you. Those of uh, you listening, be praying for June as she approaches this first anniversary uh, of of Bob's death. uh, As those of us who have lost loved ones know, that first uh, those first holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, the anniversary of the death, those things, um, those can be emotional times. So uh, uh, we will pray for you and you well, pray for us. I do. Thank, Thank you, you, you again. So Thank much. you so much. Uh-huh. Bye. I hope that you're discovering that we can find God in so many places. And as we've heard today, We can find God even in the losses of our lives, even as we grieve. As Christians, we affirm that God is with us and he is with us as we're finding out in so many real and comforting ways. Today, as we enter our time of prayer, I'd like to to share a prayer of healing with you, a beautiful prayer written by Reverend Charlotte Sledge. She's the associate pastor of Lakeshore Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. Again, the music that you're listening to is by Eric Nordoff from his album Quiet Time Praise. And the song that you're listening to is entitled Breathe. God of Healing, we bring our prayers to you. Our prayers at this moment may not be those that we prayed yesterday nor are they the ones that we may pray tomorrow. For we are a little farther along than we were yesterday, and we are not where we will be tomorrow. Some of us are a bit stronger. Some are a little more fragile. In our strongest moments and in our weakest ones, your spirit heals us in ways we do not understand. Remind the sad and lonely, you do not despise a broken heart, but welcome its tears. Remind the fearful ones that fragile people shall yet dream dreams again. Remind those aching for others that one day The lame shall leap with joy, the blind shall see, and the deaf shall hear. What can we believe, O God? That the touch of your mercy will ease our pain, and your Spirit will help us care. That the strength of your healing comes in the midst of our deepest heartaches, in our shimmering joys, and in our crushing sorrows. God, whose steadfastness outshines the sun, we lean on your steady love. Amen. Thank you for joining again today. Our podcast uh, in two weeks will feature an interview with Colonel Rick Allenbaugh, retired U.S. Army, as Rick talks to us about finding God in his years um, in the military, especially finding God in times of conflict and in times of war. We hope you'll tune in again. I am Tom Allen. I'm the minister of education at the First Baptist Church in Southern Pines, North Carolina. And until we meet again, may the peace of Christ be with you.